All right, we are back. We are now going to try and tackle some of these state races briefly and uh, spend a little bit of time on the propositions. We don't propose this is going to be the uh, the definitive last word on the propositions, but if you're like us, you've been looking at them and sighing, struggling with the with the way these things are written. Total confusion. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. That, of course, is the voice. It may be familiar to you from our previous pre-election shows of Mr. Richard Cox, who is employed in a legislative tracking corporation, which, uh, what, you track legislate all 50 states, I guess. All 50 states and the Congress. All right, well, And you, the uh, District of Columbia, too. And you've, been, you've watched as all these things have edged up to be getting on the ballot. Yeah, I, I do California, and I've watched as these uh, ridiculous measures have gone through their various incarnations and, and the, pro- the procedure of getting si- signatures and eventually put on the ballot, so... I'm kind of familiar with them. All right. We should review for our listeners that you are our resident conservative commentator on this program. And unfortunately, our resident liberal commentator has been struck down with the flu or some sort of virus today. We'll miss him. So I guess I'm going to have to act in his stead as the leaning left. Well, that'll be hard for you. (laughs) Yes, it will. Um what do you want? Do you want to do some state state races first? Just kind of go through quickly, go through these? Yeah. Lightning round. Bill Jones versus Barbara Boxer. Well, you want me to say who I'm going to vote for or who's going to win? Both. As it turns out, Bill Jones has one of the most lame campaigns. Now, <laughs> this is the second one running. And this is a man that I highly respect uh-huh. and, and agree with on most things. But, uh, you know, where is he? Now he's, he looks like he's going down to defeat. Yeah, I think so. Boxer's even buying ads that aren't even dealing with the race. She's just yeah. talking about, like, things I want to do. Yeah. Like, no, I guess I, after, oh, no, starting on November 3rd, apparently. Yeah. So, Bill, I don't know where you are out there, buddy, but we need uh, we need a Republican candidate. I've got his literature in front of me with Rudy Giuliani yeah, in, nice in a hearty handshake. I don't think it's enough, though. Nice picture. I don't think it's going to put him over the top. All right. Uh, Lundgren versus Democrat Gabe Castillo in the 3rd Congressional District vacated by Doug Ozy. Uh, that was kind of a squeaker. Lundgren kind of managed to edge out Rico Oler, much to everybody's surprise. Yeah, the surprise. primary was a pretty tough campaign. A real squeaker. Uh, yeah, a big surprise. I think the everybody thought Oler was going to walk away with it. Well, he didn't. No, he did not. He's not in the running. He's no longer anywhere. How do you feel about uh, for, former State Attorney General Dan Lundgren? I'm going to vote for him. He has is, is my he, you're vote. Actually, you're in his district. I am actually in I his guess, district. I guess I am too. Yeah. yeah, I think you are. Okay, well, I, I remember Lundgren when man. he was sending in the, uh, the the stormtroopers to bust the cannabis buyers clubs in, San, in uh, down in uh, San need, Francisco. That's, yeah, that's why I like him. Uh, yeah, I think we should definitely keep medical marijuana away from the needy and, and the suffering. Well, you do the liberal thing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I guess I'll be voting for Mr. Gabe Castilla, so we're, we're even on that one. Okay. Uh, how about, here's, okay, this is the race that's attracted interest all over the state. This is one of the few Senate races, state Senate races that's in play. State Senator Mike Machado, uh, the incumbent versus Stockton Mayor, Mayor Gary Podesto. Podesto. Not Modesto, Podesto. 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 Now, the P now, stands for pride. I asked Machado, the M stands for money. Filthy I, you know, I, money. I, Give I like it back, Mr. Machado. Give it all back. Yeah, that is the ad that Mr. Podesto's <laughs> been running. Of course, it's rather funny that uh, that Mike Machado has pointed out, on the other hand, that uh, at an event for Alex Spanos' home, they managed to raise $560,000 for Podesto's campaign in one fell swoop. Sweet. <laughs> well, how are you going to win without money? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> what, are you say- what are you saying? Well, that critic, critics Mr. Pointed- Spanos' money is dirty? I, I would never say that on the radio. Well, I would hope not. 
But I would point out that Mr. Spanos does have a vested interest in, in some developments that Mr. Podesto managed to, to ramrod through along Eight Mile Road north of Stockton, uh, which have would be quite... Have you ever been to Eight Mile Road north of Stockton? I, I commute to Stockton. I used to drive that road all the time. I work in Stockton a couple times I a know month. Eight Mile Road. <laughs> I've been on Eight Mile Road, and I don't believe those allegations. I think they're false. Uh-huh. Well, who are you going to vote for? Uh, who do you think? Podesto? Of course. Okay. Well, I, I'm the conservative. I've talked. Oh, you are a conservative. Think I'm going to vote for the liberal. Well, hey, Mike Machado's a nice guy. Okay, you know, and, and he needs he to go back to farming. People really like Mike Machado. I've talked to a number I, of people I, he, here in the Capitol, and they speak very highly of Machado. Yeah, and he's running scared too because he knows he's going to lose. If if you've noticed the uh, ads that have been coming out on the television this past week, he is now the independent democrat if he's if he's responding hey mr machado don't run as a democrat see i've been interested you'll lose i've been interested in mike machado ever since four years ago when alan nakanishi and really big moneyed interest ran the dirtiest campaign oh. i've seen since dick nixon probably back, oh my god at least i've read about dick nixon's campaigns dick nixon, i mean that's just back uh. in the fit well nixon was notorious if you know about his 48 and 50 50 campaigns he was he was a dirty pool player yeah i know he lost the election by a very close margin and sent exactly no lawyers anywhere to try to steal it but that's you know, a different that's another that is another story but i did admire i did admire in the year 2000 <laughs> the democrats the, the democrats being accused of not being gentlemanly and saying that gee when nixon had the election stolen he didn't protest <laughs> they just they quickly retracted that strategy and decided that didn't sound so good it wasn't gonna work but but back to machado the, the, the dirtiest most scurrilous campaigns have been running against mike machado Obviously, with a little bit of muscle and and greenbacks behind it emanating from the Stockton area, that I'm inclined to support him just on 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 that, re, on that just basis on alone. principle. Well, the the fact that if somebody is running that kind of scurrilous campaign against him consistently, he must be doing something good. That's all I think you figure. protest a little too much. Well, yeah, we, see, I, now, I, how many times did you use the word scurrilous in that last statement? Did I leave out reprehensible? Ah, oh, reprehensible. <laughs> this is just you know this is what you people do when when it's a tough race or you get a little behind uh, you know you go right to the dirt i mean run the campaign and, and, I, and wait and see who wins i mean it, it's over podesto is going to be sitting in the senate next we'll see uh, we'll see about next that january i would refer listeners we did invite senator machado to appear in this program his people however did not get back to us so i, I must say that is a bad sign when your people are not did you invite back. mr podesto to be on your program um we didn't think we had time for both that's a good excuse. Although I did meet Mr. Podesto two days ago and shook his hand. He does seem like a regularly nice gentleman. Really? He doesn't yeah. seem scurrilous. No, He's no there's, there's some scurrilous money. There's some scurrilous Ooh, money. And I'm not saying that money. Dr. Nakanishi is scurrilous either. All I'm saying is it was a scurrilous campaign. It smelled very bad. I think we got that. All right. Anyway, I, I am going to vote for uh, Senator Machado. So that we're even on that one too. Wow. We're, we just keep canceling each other out. Well, we expect to do Maybe that. Maybe we should just not vote. <laughs> you know, hey, I won't, I won't vote if you, you don't. Can you? You know, I had someone tell me the other day about how you know I'm getting into a, a voter swap with Nader voters across the country, <laughs> and I thought of you because what you you swung about like 50 votes to George Bush with that with that bait and switch. Yeah, I put him over the top. <laughs> I put him over the top in Florida. I think you did in New Hampshire single handedly. Only lost yeah. Gore lost by seven thousand. I think I think you might have been responsible for half of those. I could very well be. I've been. Uh, I was actually looking. On the internet for this for more type suckers. of thing again, but I, yeah, I, you know. Did, did they, were, been there, did, done did, that. Did the Trumps smarten up in the last four years? Well, yeah, I mean, they're not advertising it like they <laughs> were last time. It was all over the, oh. the news channels last no, time. That, that's why we have some encouragement, I think, for, for, Mr., for Senator Kerry. 
But let's let's move <laughs> off the national race and back to the state. I do want to mention, though, if you do want to uh, catch in a debate between uh, Senator Mike Machado and Mayor Gary Podesta, you can turn in the Insight program over at Capital Public Radio. The two men came on on the uh, Tuesday, the 26th show. So if you want to check out what they had to say head-to-head, that might be a good place to do it. Let's move ahead into the uh, all these various measures, which are a very dismaying lot. I mean, is it me, or is this like the worst, the most poorly worded, confusing batch you've ever seen? Well, first of all, you've got too many. Second of all, you have judges interfering in the process and splitting... Uh, yeah, no, there's 60 and 60A. Well, I've never seen off. that before. Well, what happened is is the legislature, who apparently has uh, never passed a constitutional amendment before, managed <laughs> to slip one through that had a double subject matter, and they're only allowed to have one subject. Uh, so they ended up splitting it into 60 and 60A. Sure, that's kind of a loser. Should we come back to that one? Uh, we yeah, there's things that's kind that we of a need dull to say. One. But actually, what you've got is you, you've got some you've got some themes going on here. You've got one A and sixty five, which are basically the same thing. One A was created to uh, supersede or take the place of sixty five because it's apparently going to go down. Now those are the two. I'm I'm just completely baffled. What by. they do is is they provide protection, so called, for local government funds. Uh, you know how the state government comes in every year when we have the annual budget crisis okay, and yeah, they raid yeah, yeah. the local yeah. government taxes. Okay. 65, which is the, the one that people should uh, vote for, but the proponents have given up on uh, because I guess it's down in the polls. That one would really protect the so-called really protect the local government money by preventing the state from taking it or causing them to pay it back within a very strict specified time oh, period. Oh, God. Is this like a Prop 13 thing or is this... No, no, no. Nothing. This is this this is to keep the state from coming and taking the money and using it to balance the budget under the guise that they're then going to pay it back, which, right. of course, I, they never I'm, do. I'm throwing up my hands on this one. What do you recommend yes, for 1A vote, and 65? Well, I vote yes on both of them. 1A is a watered-down version of the same thing. Um, it'll still allow them to take money and, and uh, you know... You, you have to read it. I mean, there, there's so much written on this stuff that uh, you have well, to yeah, be a lawyer I mean, to understand it. But Exactly. If you want to protect the funding right. for your local government, yes on 65, yes on 1A. All but, right. But well, there's there's no tax cutting or anything in here. I, this is not a Proposition 13. I should point out that you are you are a, of a conservative slant, but— I'm uh, a right-wing Christian— <laughs> uh, but, Way out there on the right side. Oh, so good. Now you're losing everybody in Davis saying, why should we listen oh, like, to him? But, but well, I'm trying oh, well, to build you up Well, that pretty much includes your whole audience, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. I think it does. We are, heard from, we are heard from Lake Tahoe to the East Bay. And conservatives everywhere are tuning in. I can hear the dial switching as we speak. We're okay. not a, this is not a liberal show. i got news oh, for you. But anyway, let's... Um, Let's uh, let's 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 go to the two Indian gaming yes, ones. Yes, Indian gaming. That, they, they seem to be generating the most things. Sixty-eight and seventy. Now Sixty-eight I, and seventy. I have in front of me a list of of the California ballot propositions, and um, you know who's for them, and who's against them. These, this is a list that includes like the California Manufacturers and Technology Association, the Farm Bureau, the Republican yeah. Assembly members, the Green Party, uh, Sierra Club, and I got to say, there's not one organization out of twenty-eight that endorsed Prop 68. 
Well, sixty-eight is uh, definitely. It one was that portrayed you want to vote by the no by, on. It, it, all it is is it's a back doorway to get more gambling in the state. Well, it said that if the tribes decided they didn't unanimously agree, right. then the racetracks. If one start, tribe right. says no, right. we don't want to get involved in that. What, the racetracks get to put in two hundred thousand slot machines or whatever right. it is. What kind of cockamamie ballot measure comes along that says if we can't get unanimous agreement out of anybody for this, then we're well, going to turn things loose? It's one that is pushed by people who absolutely want to increase gambling in the state of California and open it up to people other than Indian uh, tribes. All right. Well, explain this to me. Sometime back, I got, when, very early on, I got a, a, a uh, one of these flyers that, cause out, that would, had Larry Flint's picture on it. Well. And, and it didn't even talk about the ballot proposition, but this was the one that it was referring to about how it would expand gambling everywhere. Yeah. I was wondering, who's behind this expensive flyer? Do, you, do we have an answer for I, that? I, I have no idea, but right. I know that the, the, the off-track betting people and, and the people who have money in that kind of endeavors would like for this to pass. I assume it may have come from them. Or from people who like to gamble. I mean, there's a lot of people who uh, are going to well, vote for here's, this because here's my suspicion. they want gambling here's my suspicion, to be expanded. That the tribes and the Indian casino, casinos realized that this ballot measure would take their, take their cookies away, and right. they were funding this slick piece of mailer. Well, I'm sure the Indian tribes don't want this to pass right. because this right. is a competition. Right, and, and, and Governor Arnold has said, we have cut a deal with them. We don't want to go back on it. Right. Well, he's cut a deal with some of them. But then that takes you to 70. the other proposition, 70, which is the one that would well, allow for more gaming compacts, but only with Indian tribes. Well, and that's probably one band that's pushing this over the other Indian tribes, and they want to pay 8%, and it just... I could only find, out of, out of 27 groups on Prop 70... The only one, and these are people who want it to pass. No, I, I, I want I, it to fail. 20, I, I counted up twenty-seven different organizations. Twenty-six are against Prop Seventy, and the only one that's for it is the Peace and Freedom Party of California is saying yes on Seventy. Everybody else says bad deal. Well, I guess that makes me a member of the Peace and Freedom Party because I'm for it. This this basically is going to standardize the gaming compact uh, situation, and and I think that's a good thing. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't, I'm opposed to gambling, but if we're going to have it, let's not make it any worse than it currently is and work on the process that we have. It requires the governor to negotiate 99-year compacts at a gaming tribe's request. They get to say, I get, the, I, I get to lock this in for 99 years? Sure, why not? I'm voting no. All right, I'm voting no on both of them. Although I'd have to admit, the arguments that were 463 that said, You're why is You're going to vote it? no on both of them? Yeah, I, I am. Because okay. 68... The proponents said, why shouldn't the California casinos, the Indian casinos in this state, pay 25% like they do everywhere else? Right. And I don't have an answer for that. Why shouldn't they pay 25% like they do in Massachusetts or other states? I don't have a problem with them paying. I don't want them to have this choice where if they choose not to pay, then everybody gets to own gambling I know, casinos. I know. And that's why I'm voting so no on both I'm of them. So I'm going no on 68, and I'm going yes on uh, 70. All right, let's talk about one of the most heated ones out there, Prop Prop 66. They're trying to amend the three strikes law. Yep. We, I voted, I must say, I, I'm ashamed to say it, I voted for the th three strikes law because I thought it was only going to be used by DAs to put away violent felons. And, and the courts were being too easy, I thought, on a lot of people that were, you know, bad folks. Should so be who are away. the nonviolent felons that have been put away by the three strikes law? Well, they put away a lot. They, 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 now have a, they now have the discretion to put people away for drug offenses and less serious offenses if they're judged to be career criminals. Now, if it's their third strike. If it's their third strike. Which the means they've already committed 
two violent felonies. Yes, but the third strike has been used to put away people on drug offenses that weren't har- that the, weren't the, violent the problem, offenses. The, okay, the problem with allowing people who have had two violent felonies committed in their past to go out into public and just wander around doing drugs and stealing small, you know, uh, tiny little uh, uh, things that aren't worth much is, is that when these people get confronted in these situations, they tend to go violent. So I don't have a problem with somebody who's already been told twice, hey, the next time you screw up, pal, that's it. Okay. No. I don't have a problem with that. I, I have a problem I'm, I'm going yes I, on this I've, one. I've worked in the prison system. I've I'm sorry, I'm pe- going no on this one. This is one of those. Yeah, if you I'm, vote I'm voting. No, it's right. a, I'm yeah. voting yes on 66, even though I agree with you that uh, that that people should be dealt with, uh, you know, uh, with I strength. mean, when, when the first person gets killed yeah. by somebody who no. they then find out was let go on a misdemeanor charge as his third strike, then we're going to hear the people crying, but this there, person there are, should have been locked there up. There are many provisions. Which is what this my understanding is, I'm not with. an expert, I'm not a lawyer. My, my understanding is there's many provisions that allow them to keep the truly violent criminal behind bars, even if this passes. But I'm not a lawyer and I don't know for sure. I know that even if this passes, uh, it's, it's probably not going to be that huge of a deal. But to me, it's a step in the wrong direction. So I'm voting no. All right, here's one that uh, seems to be a slam dunk. The other slam dunk in terms of like the least support is Prop 67, a 10 in-state telephone surcharge. Ridiculous. To finance 911. There you, you It's cannot... not to finance 911. It's to it's to pay for the deadbeats who get emergency medical service care in this state and don't pay for it. Yeah. And what in the world does a phone tax have to do with this? Yeah. Well, there's there's not a lot of support for this. It's almost certain to go down. Well, that's good. All right. I'm voting no. All right, then we got, the, there's, a, there's a law number, uh, 69, proposition number 69. This is the one for DNA. Oh, I like this one. Uh, there's, they'll be able to take more DNA samples from people, right. store genetic database, uh, yada, yada, yada. There's potential for this, but a lot of civil libertarians like the ACLU are, are I know the people who are this. for the stem cell research are against this one. It, I, I love it. So you're, I, you're, I say, yeah, get all the DNA and, and find all these, they're going to solve a lot of old cases. They're going to take care of a lot of crimes you know what i'm just gonna i'm gonna pass on that one i don't know what to think about that one mm. so i can't we can't always be of help i feel i can't always be of help to our listeners or just you know that's one they're gonna have to sort through dna samples yeah yes i can't help you sorry okay all right let's go to stem cells you mentioned this prop 71 yep this would create a bureaucracy in california according to its critics they're going to raise three billion dollars for california to institute for regenerative medicine um I, I see there's creating a state bureaucracy does have a downside, but I think that stem cells, stem cell research is going to be so lucrative for whoever embarks upon it that I think we'll get our three billion back. So you think that the state of California should enter into a, 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 this contract because it's going to make us money. We're going to make money off of this. I think ultimately it's going to be so unbelievably productive that I don't see how we can really lose I just big. wonder what other state program you can cite where they've ever actually made made money and I'm not talking about tax money well, off right of he, the project right, right here I can tell you I can cite right here the University of California Davis if they had been if they'd been licensing under more more recent agreements they've learned how to do this but if you took all the innovations that have been given the world of agriculture that have been that have been innovated right here at this university and they got like a dollar for every plant or whatever but they don't they didn't in the past they'd be the richest we'd be the richest school in probably the world is that really a function of government to be doing that i mean why always has been what to to make money to come up with products and and uh, to finance research that's always been a government function but not for profit 
which I don't think there's going to be a profit off this anyways, but I'm just going it's with that because the, that was your It's argument. pretty hard to keep the profit out of an innovation. If you go to the National Institutes of Health and see the things they come up with, someone takes them and runs with them and makes money. For example, when I was a student here. And that's the government. Well, it can be. When I when I was a, God, it's so long. It seems like only yesterday. Yeah, sure. I was 24 years old. I went back to the NIH. I had my heart echoed. At that time, it was a new technology, a 2D you have a echo. Heart? And they, they echoed my heart. And I thought to myself, you know, someday this will be a non-invasive technique that will be available everywhere. And now, you know, every pregnant woman in America is getting an ultrasound. Yeah. It's amazing technology. And, you know, it just took off from the research they did. Well, let me just say two, two quick points on this because we've gotten off on this money-making thing, which I don't think is going to happen. Uh, first of all, the, the whole stem cell research controversy for me is an ethical one. No, I don't think we should be doing this. I don't think the state should be doing it, especially when we don't have money to be doing a lot of other things that we need to be doing. The mm-hmm. second, the main point is, is that what you've got here is, is you've got a bunch of people who are now running around trying to show everybody how great abortion can be. Oh God. Okay. Now, right. no, no, that's all okay. Right. That's all right. All I know. Right. I know you disagree. Yeah. No, I they sure don't want to do. talk about it. And the no, second thing is, and the second it. thing is, if if we want to go into the business of making clones and then killing wait, them wait, for wait, our wait, own we're purposes. We're not talking about cloning then, here. Hey, well, no, you talking. may not be. Oh, man. You may not be, but that's exactly oh, what okay. this will will allow for in the oh, future. And if you want to make clones and kill them to help in, make your life longer and better, then I think you should absolutely vote for this. But I'm voting no. All right, I'll let that statement stand unchallenged. All right, Prop 72 is going to require health insurance be bought for employees and companies over a certain size. No, it's going to impact small business too much. And if you want health insurance, don't work at McDonald's. Oh, we need we need health we need health care reform in this country. I I am sympathetic to the to forcing on employers that they supply it all over the country. I don't know what to think about this one. Well, I'm, if I'm we're going to pay three dollars for hamburgers to get it. It's not they're not going to have jobs anyways. So. All right. Well, we're going to. But I do want to talk about uh, three final ones. Uh, Prop sixty and sixty two have to do with what's going to go on the ballot. And apparently this is a, a, an attempt to restore what the Democrats and Republicans got together to knock out, this idea that you'd pick the top two. Yeah, it is. It, 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 well, it actually appears to be an attempt to restore the open primary, but upon further examination, and I, both parties are against this, but I'm kind of wondering why. Which is a good sign. Uh, basically, well, ordinarily, I would say if both parties are against it, we should probably vote for it. But in this instance, the problem is is that what it's going to effectively do is it's going to remove third-party candidates from the general ballot. Uh, it's only going to allow the top two vote-getters from a primary on to the uh, general election ballot, no, I see which is mean. always going to be a Republican and a Democrat. I'm not a third-party supporter. Yeah. I don't really think any of them ever have a prayer, but I'm not ready to take the leap to say, let's remove them from the ballot. You know, you're right. It is going to backfire against the third parties. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we. Can, I guess. I guess that doesn't sound very, uh, very good. I'm voting no. I'm. I'm going to leave it go at that. I, I'm. I, I'm going to look at it again one more time before election day. But I'm inclined to agree with you. Last one. Yeah. Measure A. Local measure for transportation. Uh, I would refer you to Cosmo Garvin's excellent article in the Sacramento News and Review last week on this. Uh, on the cover, it said, reject measure A and our transportation system falls apart. Pass it and our county land will fill with sprawl and traffic congestion. Some choice. Sounds like what's going to happen either way anyways. I'm, uh, I'm going to vote no on measure A, even though it's certain to pass, because I think this opens up the door for just more damn sprawl and development out there in the eastern part of Sacramento County. 
So this is the one that continues the half cent sales tax. Right, it continues tax. the half cent sales tax to okay, fund all so this transportation. Okay, so if you vote no, does that get rid of the half cent sales tax? I presume it then it quietly expires on its own. Vote no. We agree. That's a good spot. That's a good spot to end. All right, we're out of time. It's up to you, the voter, next Tuesday to decide an awful lot of things in this country. Uh, our thanks go to Richard D. Cox, as well as political comedian Will Durst, film documentarian and media expert Danny Schechter, and our own polling expert and investigative journalist Jerry Polakoff. We'll see you next Thursday after the election, hopefully with smiles on our face. You've been listening to Radio Parallax. This program was produced by Edward McMillan. Stay tuned for Todd as always. We're looking forward to seeing you next Thursday, 5 o'clock.